Also this morning we are greeting all who are present. We are greeting all, all over the world, all who are joined with the Lord and with us. God has his people all over the earth. As it was promised to Abraham, from all peoples and nations, God's people are being called out. Then we have received greetings from Edmonton, Canada, Brother Ellis, and his wife Nadesh is sending greetings. Then with greetings from Winnipeg, Brother Eddie and Sister Alice are sending greetings. Greetings from Pakistan, from Brother Jakob. He is sending greetings. Greetings from Brother Pino Davi. He is also sending greetings. Greetings from Francesco, also from Italy. He is also sending greetings. Greetings from Brother Nyagi, from Nairobi. Greetings from Moldavia. Greetings from the Ukraine, from Russia. Connected with this, a special prayer request for a sister in Moscow. God answers prayers. He doesn't look to what people and governments are making wrong. He is looking to his people upon all whom he has redeemed by his blood, who are his own possession. Then special greetings from Pretoria. And the request of the brother is most surely the wish and the request of our Lord. There are several churches, several groups in the city, assemblies, and there is a request, this request is of the brother, that in every city, might be only one biblical church. That's how it was in the early church. In Jerusalem, there were not three or four churches. There was one church. In Corinth, in Ephesus, in Colossae, wherever it was, there was one local church. Their God had elders and deacons and ministries were ordained. And more and more it is noticed that all brothers who have a longing that God comes to his right, that they would like to see this coming to fulfillment. But this will not happen by the wish of a man, because actually many brothers have the own eye still. They want to be something, because they think to know something, to can something, to, to 
be something. Only then, only then, as we read last night of Paul, now I live no more. This is very important. If somebody lives for himself still, having his own plans, his own ways, yes, his own church he wants to like to have. Yes, his own church he wants to, he wants to have. It's a nice wish. Yes. I almost used a very serious word. With God, it's not about your personal wish. With God, it's about that it might be fulfilled what our Lord said in Matthew 16, verse 18. I will build my church. Yes. Not somebody who says, oh, I also would like to have a church. I can speak I can even speak better than all the others. No, all this doesn't count anymore. Who is now born of God, hears God's word in every way, in every way. And whoever is born of God respects every word of God and submits into the divine order. Otherwise, we will not see the completion. And South Africa is, of course, very much on our hearts. You all know, there was the separation as in no other country on the earth. There was a special man with the name of Mandela. And this was the greatest statesman of the 20th century. He, was, he had no vengeance in his heart. He never judged anyone. As the head of state, he preached the reconciliation. And behold, the unification was well. The races became one heart and one soul. And what has not become yet so, it will still become like this. But just, just simply, the right man at the right time, at the right place. And now our brothers have also the desire that in the church of the Lord, the unity uh, comes about. Now just be honest. If we here on the earth cannot be sitting on one place at one table whom he is preparing, shall we then dare sitting on one table there? If we cannot greet one another here, if we are bypassing one another here, going to the other side of the street, Yes, and then we want to be there together. And this shall be perfect love. This is perfect deception. And the self-deception is the worst deception and the greatest deception. And therefore it is written, each one examines himself. Each one let him examine himself. I have to my examine myself. I have to look into the word, into the mirror of the word. And each brother and each sister has to do it. All of us have to do it. 
Then we have a brother from Kinshasa in our midst. Brother Nazer, perhaps you stand up so that all can see you. God bless him in a special way. Kinshasa is that place where we have the greatest meetings. And God willing, in August, We will have again a meeting there with 22,000 people filling a football stadium. This is something. God bless our brother. May he bless all our brethren in all of the country from one end to the other. If he would have the desire to pray with us, then we would like to ask him to come now. We stand up once again. And today we ask Brother Arben that he translates and we all stand up for it. Brother Arben, we ask you to translate. Pray in French. The brother will translate you. God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity. I don't believe that you brought us here for nothing. We ask you, bless this meeting. May you grant every sister, every brother to take something from this service that we receive the blessing. Last night you spoke to us and we ask you that you also speak to us this morning. We ask you that you help us, that our own eye dies, that each one submits to your will as it is written in your word. The time is here that you are working in our hearts and that you can be at work in the midst of your people. Bless your people and may your people be happy and may the word in the mouth of your servant be the truth. Bless us. Bless us in all so that we can see your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let us sing, Thou art worthy, Thou art worthy. Amen. You may be seated. 
We have opened our hearts to receive what God prepared for us. Also from the last prayer, we have heard it of what's all about. That the Lord really speaks to us. And that He, whatever He tells us, that He really reveals to us by the Holy Spirit. So that all, so that all understand the same thing. That not the one understands this way or the other one understands that way. And so that we are going from here with different opinions. No, but that really from the first to the last one, by God's grace, the revelation is being given that all enjoy the privilege as written in Luke 24 that the Lord beginning from Moses the Psalms and the prophets he was reading everything and he was showing it to the disciples that everything was fulfilled and then he opened unto them the understanding for the scripture only in the time of fulfillment God can open unto us the understanding for the scripture and even for the, all, for the overall revelation the book of Revelation which is by, by the most of theologians they call it the book with seven seals and some Bible translators they had difficulties to even translate this book because they understood nothing at all of what is written there even Martin Luther he had great trouble to translate the book of Revelation Yes, and we are living in that time where the revelation was revealed. We have no problem, not the slightest problem, with any scripture from the first to the last chapter of this book. I said it here last Wednesday, what, what a grace that God to God banned let, let the loving disciple be banned on the Isle of Patmos for the sake of the testimony of Jesus and for the sake of the word. Today, we would not know what the testimony of Jesus is if God would not have taken care for it. That it is also written, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Not the gift of prophecy, the spirit of prophecy, the Holy Spirit who rested upon all the prophets who prophesied and then resting on the church so that all can understand properly. God has put everything in a wonderful order 
I just want to read a couple of verses from the book of Revelation and then we will go into our word observation of last night. We will go into detail. Revelation chapter 2 Here we have a special word. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. And then also verse 11. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. And then comes the admonition, the call, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Whether with or without prison, wherever we might be, only one thing must be emphasized. Remain faithful unto death, and then you will have the guarantee to receive the crown of life, the victory crown. Verse 11, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. He that has an ear. Most of the people have two ears. And with most, it goes in in one ear and it goes out from the other ear. But true children of God, they have blessed ears. They can hear. They can hear. And therefore, our Lord says, Blessed are your eyes, blessed are your ears, because they hear. And many prophets desired to see those things what you see, and they didn't see it. Can today not be said the same? During the 2,000 years, were they not waiting for the return of Christ? Did they not preach? Was not preached about it and counted with? Even Luther said, if I would know that the Lord would come tomorrow, then I would plant today a little tree. And August Hermann Franke, who wrote the word for the Luther Bible, the introduction word, by the way, our name Frank was also Franke, but, we, but he was writing in great expectation of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Brothers and sisters, there were servants of God. Also since the Reformation, and God, time and again, He made a new beginning. 
And in every revival, the believers were brought closer and closer to the Word. In the last revival, which we, of, which we experienced by His grace, even it seems like even it seems like it's no revival at all. But now just, just be honest now. Who? Who has awakened you and me by the spiritual sleep? All of us, we went on our own ways. We had no orientation at all. And God has given it to us by His grace. The wake-up call, according to Matthew 25, is of course going on right now. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And in connection with this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that the Lord will return and those who sleep in Christ, they will rise first and then we who are alive shall be changed and together we shall be taken up into the clouds to meet the Lord. And every time, I have to emphasize it here, I have to, everything what God has said in His Word will happen just like it is written. And whoever thinks to have the right to interpret the word, let, it, let, let, let him be said that he has fallen prey to a spirit of error. God does not need interpreters. God needs people who recognize the meaning of the word and who respect it, knowing that God said it in, the, in that way and in that way it will also take place. One more jump to Revelation 22. Here we have, of course, the end of the Holy Scripture and the end of all of the plan of salvation, the transition from time into eternity, new heaven and a new earth. Here, in in chapter 21, it is written, chapter 21, verse 8, let us read also verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. The promise is directed to the overcomers. Our Lord has overcome. Death, hell, devil, he conquered. And he rose victoriously on the third day. We don't have to deal with the devil anymore. This the Lord did already. 
im Glauben auf den Siegesboden von By faith we may step upon the victory ground of Calvary and we may emphasize that we died with Christ and according Romans 6 we were buried with him and we rose together with him unto a new life. Brothers and sisters, no own effort, but the faith is the victory which has overcome the world. Therefore, yesterday, we read the wonderful word from Mark 16. Those who believe These signs shall follow. Miracle signs, miracles you cannot do. God alone can do and work miracles. And by the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit, it is happening in the church that God confirms His Word. Brother Kupfer, just before he said it to me, four cancer operations and given up by the doctors. And even today, I remember it, Monday morning, when I was speaking with Sister Kupfer on this Sunday Evening, and she said, Brother Frank, it's going to the end now. I was phoning the hospital in Strasbourg. I was speaking with Brother Kupfer, and behold, God did the greatest miracle in him. And we are just so grateful, just grateful. A man who just turned now 89 in a very good health and he may trust the Lord and he may serve him. God is faithful. God keeps his word. We have also other, we received other testimonies of what God has done. At the end of verse 8, it says, in Revelation 21, it says, Yeah. Perhaps we must read the whole verse. Verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. We escape the second death forever. We will have part in the first resurrection because we are the first fruit and Jesus Christ, our Lord, is risen And whoever reads Ephesians 1 prayerfully, he will find out that the Lord was chosen before the foundation of the world. He has purposed this plan before the foundation of the world. And everything is running in the course of this great plan of salvation of our God. 
Now, in chapter 22, verse 10, we have the confirmation that the Lord illuminates the last period of time. And here, all the men of God, they had troubles. If I would go now into church history, but no, especially the, the, the two brothers in England, they caused the greatest revival. They were used by the, in the greatest revival, known as the revival of Wales, about which Brother Brenham also spoke. And then the testimony, he gave the testimony of an American who came to England in the time of revival and to the policeman on the street he was asking him, where is the revival center? And the policeman said, you are standing right before it, I am a part of the revival. It was really a great working of the Holy Spirit. And then these two brothers were arguing. They were arguing whether the return of Christ would happen before the Great Tribulation or after the Great Tribulation. The one claimed this way and the other claimed the other one took the words from Revelation 22, where it also speaks of the return of Jesus Christ. And he then meant that Revelation 19, where it speaks of the marriage supper, Revelation 20, where it speaks of the millennium, oh, this all comes then after chapter 22, because here it is written, let us read it, Revelation 22, Verse 10. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. God, of course, had the right to once more, in the last two chapters, to summarize what would happen before the return of Jesus Christ. Even verse 11 in Revelation 22. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And then again, the promise, verse 12. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. And then the wonderful words, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Then once again a wonderful promise, blessed are they that do his commandments and they 
that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Everything admonishing words which we also in this time are taking to heart. Then quickly, the ending in verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. By God's grace, we did, did not dare to do this until the Lord comes. Not even, not even to add one single word, not adding one little thought, just to com complement, complete something, to explain something. No, and again no. And all who think to have the revelation of the seven thunders and causing nothing but splits and unrest bringing it among the people they let it be said to them that they are not right in their minds if the Lord God says very explicitly from heaven seal what the seven thunders uttered and write them not. This is enough for me forever. This is enough for me forever. And write it not. It's good so. And I shall add and I shall keep I shall keep the words of this prophecy. And this I do with all my heart. This I do, I have no problems. Without effort, I can uh, be friend to every word. I can really be a friend to every word in this book. But with no interpretation. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There could even come an angel from heaven and saying, Brother Frank, I have the revelation. I just had to tell him, please go back from where you came from. There's no other way. With us and with God, there's absolutely not one compromise. Only the word of truth. Because the church is, of course, the result of the finished work of redemption being born of God by the Holy Spirit, by the seed of the Word, being born of God. Therefore, our Redeemer could say, I ascend to my God and to your God, to my Father and to your Father. Who, who doesn't know where it is written? It's John 20, verse 17. Also, this is an undescribable grace that God has given us the reference, the respect for every word of God. doesn't matter where and how it is written. 
We, of course, spoke about it time and again. So, not adding anything, not taking away anything from it, but leaving everything the way as it is written. Now the last verses, verse 19 and 20, in Revelation 22, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and of the tree of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Verse 20, He which testifieth these things, saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. It's so nice that the New Testament, also the prophetic part, not only the teaching part, also the prophetic part, ends with a statement, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. When the Lord speaks to us, We give the answer. Come, Lord Jesus. Let us come now to what was read already from the book of Acts, chapter 10. Let us come back to it. And then the further chapters in our word observation that God might give us the grace to know what happened at the beginning in the church to know what will what we want what he would like to restore at the end and what really belongs to it Here we have the biblical pattern. And also this, we time and again say it. All the servants of God, they did everything according to the word of the Lord. All the apostles, they did as the Lord commanded them. In an email, it is written, Tell me why the apostles, the commandment of Matthew 28, why they, didn't, why they did not carry it out. And the email, shall I answer? God willing, I will answer it tomorrow. And you will know what the answer will be. They carried out this commandment 100% and they baptized in the name in which God revealed himself as Father and Son and Holy Ghost. It was exactly done precisely how the Lord said it. And then this good man writes, please, I should explain why they didn't do it. And I will answer him to explain why he doesn't do it. One can turn around the thing and one can ask, Beloved brother, why are you not doing it? Do you think to be in the right? Or were the apostles in the right? Where it says, 
in Acts 2, verse 42, and they remained in the doctrine of the apostles. It's just necessary that no compromises are made, but that the church is sanctified in the word of truth, because that's how it is written. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Another sanctification does not exist, but only the sanctification in the will of God, as it was written down in the word of God. And the will of God means to be in the word of God. And to be in the word of God means to be in the will of God. Then we have the wonderful place in the book of Acts, chapter 3. Oh, we read it many times and we referred to it many times. From verse 21. Acts, chapter 3, from verse 21. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Then verse 23, And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. God, of course, in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 to 19, he spoke about that a prophet will arise. And we all know, our beloved Lord had to be king, priest, and prophet. That what was written, that what was prophesied, he, it had to be fulfilled through him. Whether we like it or not, that's how it is written. And it remains like this. Also here I would like to ask everyone, who are in the Jesus alone doctrine, May they found, find grace in the sight of God. And may they just respect that God has revealed himself. And in all of the Old Testament, it, neither, it doesn't speak of Father, Son and Holy Ghost at all. 6,358 times it says, God the Lord, the Lord God. And if we would read, we, we could start with Abraham, where it speaks of the angel of the Lord, who then appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And by, with Abraham, he swore by himself. And to Moses, he appeared as the Almighty God. God already, throughout all of the Old Testament, he revealed himself in a visible form of appearance. And he gave instructions. He came to Abraham. He was sitting down with the two angels, eating together with Abraham. 
But in the Old Testament, God was not yet Father, not yet Son. No. And there's no single conversation in heaven between Father and Son. Not a single one. Whoever would like to seek it and search it, he can be old as Methuselah. He will not find it. Not a single conversation in the 4,000 years that Son and Father would have had a conversation there. But there is a promise, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. There is the promise, I will be father unto him and I will be, and he shall be son unto me. There is the promise of the adoption of the son in the son of God. A wonderful plan of salvation, a wonderful plan. And if then, when then the completion comes, and we as the sons and daughters of God will be completed in eternity, then the terms Father, Son will, will cease, will stop, and then God will be all in all again. As written in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 28. But everything is based upon revelation. Everything has to be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Why? Why is it like this? Why is it like this and not the other way? We are not worrying at all. We have stepped upon revelation ground. And I say it honestly. All of us. We would not have known all these things. If God would not have sent his servant and prophet, all these wonderful placing of the revelations of the living God as Father in heaven above us, and we all pray, Our Father who art in heaven, in the Son He was manifested on the earth. And we all confess that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God by the Holy Spirit. And we confess that the Holy Spirit was poured on the day of Pentecost, poured out. And this is Christ in us, the hope of glory. I go from you and I will return unto you and I will dwell in you. God above us, God with us and God in us. Just revelations, manifestations of God which were necessary to redeem the fallen mankind to bring it back into the divine stand of the sonship. But let us come back now to the experiences at the beginning. Everywhere where it was preached, in the New Testament, be it in Jerusalem, be it in Samaria, be it in Ephesus, be it with the Jews, the Samaritans, or with the Gentiles, everywhere where it was preached, the faith came by hearing and the people were baptized. And everywhere those who were baptized they experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
Let us read it. In in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, and I ask, time and again I ask, brothers and sisters, to acquaint ourselves with every word of God, to accept it on our inside, thanking God for it, that God speaks directly to us, namely through His Word. Here, in verse 12 and 13, it says, in 1 Corinthians 12, for as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. And then Paul describes the several members of the body. As they are on the natural body, so he transferred it, transferred it to the body of the Lord, to the church. And the one cannot say, because I'm not the ear, therefore I cannot be. Just all the members have to respect one another. And then we are coming to verse 24. For our comely parts have no need, but God has composed the body together having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Even the, the members which are not, 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 not important at all are blessed by God, are blessed by God, that all can say, all say, what is the Lord did? Then not the prophet, not the apostle has done it? No, then the Lord has done it. And verse 25 is the explanation that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And then we just need to read the next verses prayerfully, taking them to heart from verse 27. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, 
After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. And then comes the question, are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? You see, God distributes in His body. Baptized by the Holy Spirit, He is giving access, access to all the gifts of the Spirit. And then, in chapter 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And if we would have all the gifts, all the offices, and would not have the love of God in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, do, do you know what then comes? Then comes, I know it all. Then each one wants to be the first. As it was with the disciples at that time. Who of us is the greatest? No. All this is over. There's only one who is above all of us. And he is the head. And this is Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are not submitting to a man. Every member of the body of Christ is submitted to Christ, the head. And if we are all submitting to him, then also among one another is the divine order. Then the hand doesn't need to... Uh, need to replace the foot and the hand, the eye, then everything is at, at, at the right place. Let us just trust God that He, by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, can make all damage well. All the own willing, everything what comes from us, that we just leave it behind so that the will of God can happen by His grace in the completion. Then we have the other scriptures in the chapters, especially Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Let us read what is written here and let us emphasize it once again. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. As a German song goes, 
The love of God always knew. God does not impute anything to us at all. All our guilt, all our sin was laid upon the Lamb of God. And I believe what John the Baptist said two times in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, he said, Behold, this is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Everything was fulfilled, especially Isaiah, chapter 53. He bore our sins. He took upon himself our guilt. Everything happened for our sakes. And to us was given the ministry of reconciliation, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let us read this verse once again. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Oh, the love of God, so full and free, always new, as a German song The gospel and the proclamation of the plan of salvation is embedded in love. For God so much loved the world. All the gifts will cease. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. Now, faith, these three remain. Now by the faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Only perfect love entereth in there. Let us read the wonderful places, especially in Ephesians chapter 4, where the church is shown to us with her ministry and task. And then I hope that in all of us, and especially in the ministering brethren, comes up the desire and the longing, Lord, let it happen. Let it become like this with us. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And then we are told for what, for what these ministries were set. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. By one spirit being baptized into one body getting access to all the gifts, to all the fruits of the spirits, to all the ministries which the Lord has given, has ordained for the church. Everything for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, for our edifying, 
by His grace. It continues from verse 13 till we all finally come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is the aim, the goal. May I say here something? Only under the same proclamation which God, which is ordained by God and which is happening under the leaning of the Spirit can this become a reality. May I take myself the right here to ask whether this can take place when he is a group which runs after this brother and this group runs another after another brother and all are having their own views all are having their own special revelations brothers and sisters here we are speaking of the church of Jesus Christ of the body of the Lord which was baptized into one body and in this body of the Lord. Not in all these splitting groups which are walking their own ways. No. In the body of the Lord all these ministries have been set. Namely, as written here, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Every wrong teaching destroys. All the false brothers are destroying. Only what comes from God leads also back to God. And what God has said, this just belongs to it. And all, one day, one day they will come to their minds, to their sound mind that they cannot walk on on their own ways any longer. And I say this in the purpose that it is being understood in the right way. When the Lord God Himself has said the message which is entrusted to you will forerun the second coming of Christ. And if we take this message with all the words of the scripture, with all of the teaching, with all of the prophecy, with all of the counsel of God, if we preach this message, then more can happen. Then God has done everything on His side, what could be done, what had to be done. God did everything so that the church comes out from all confusion, coming under the divine teaching, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, so that the Lord can come to His right with all of us. And then we are hearing what is written in verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive 
Do you think that a single leader, I could start with Benedict XVI, do you think that a single is aware to be in the error? All are convinced to be in the right. All the leaders in all the religions You all know, I also preached in the countries of the Middle East, be it the Maronite church with their head, whatever, whatever is on the earth, whatever they exists, all are convinced that they are in the name of God, that they make everything in the right way. And then we just have to say, It's only right if it is in agreement with God and His Word. And if it is not in line with it, then even an angel can come down from heaven. And we have to say, please, go back from where you came from. But here we have the admonition concerning the growth of the body of Christ so that we are no longer uh, children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men. They are not aware of it. They are not aware that they are under the influence of the enemy. They don't know it. And therefore, all have to be called back, coming back under the blood of the Lamb, coming under the divine influence of the Word and of the Spirit. And only by this, the Lord can complete His church. And then, The comparison in verse 15, rather more, speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, who is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compact. Uh, amen. Just say amen. Fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Such verses are precious like gold. All verses are precious like gold. But here we see how God sees everything. The trickery of men. And the, the worst thing is, as Paul said already at, at the time, from your own midst they shall come forth. The great pain which we have is therein that from the midst of those who refer to Brother Brenham, who refer to the end time message, so many different directions came up. 
and all are thinking to be in the right. Whoever goes into the internet, he sees how they even wash, how they wash their heads and how they accuse one another. It's just incomprehensible that Satan within the end time message has caused such a Babylonian confusion and connected with it a Babylonian captivity he, he has erected. And each one of them I, I, don't, I don't criticize. I say it for the sakes of the, of the truth. Each one who has his own program, his own teaching, he is establishing his own club. And then they are building a fence around it. And the gate remains only open for all who, are, who would like to come in. But for no one who wants to go out. All shall abide within. Let, let us say it, as it was emphasized at the beginning, if God has given a direct command on the Ohio River in front of 4,000 people on the 11th of June, 1933, when the Lord came down in the visible light, and the mighty voice was addressed to Brother Brenham as John the Baptist was forerunning the, the first coming of Christ. So you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. This I believe with all my heart and with all my soul. And this is an agreement with Matthew 24, verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations for a witness, and then the end shall come. This is an agreement with Matthew 25. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. This is in agreement that God, at the end of the time of grace, will send the letter and the former rain at the same time. Zechariah 10, verse 1, James chapter 5, from verse 7. You can read it. The farmer is waiting for the precious fruit of the earth until it receiveth the former and let the rain. And then the promise, ask the Lord for the rain at the time of the letter rain. Why do we ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Why? Because God promised it that He at the end, He even said to us, ask, ask at the time of the letter rain for the letter rain. Ask. We all ha have these promises and we are calling God's people together at this place. And if you can give me the assurance that you will not abide at home on the first weekends 
and that you will not listen to the transmission at home, but you will come. Then we will build a balcony and we will build another 149 seats. Yes, but may the will of God happen in all things. Today it is about the costs doesn't matter. The people of God have to be called together. All have the right to hear the word of truth and have to and being brought into line with God and His word. Now, from Ephesians chapter 2, we were reading from chapter 4 to show us what happened through the, cross, through the cross of Calvary. And I would like to emphasize it. Wherever there is still enmity, there is no reconciliation yet. And where reconciliation is, there is no enmity. I don't know whether you will misunderstand it now, but the forgiveness which God has given me is so mighty, so gracious, that a couple of days ago I said to myself, I spoke to myself, I said it with my lips, even if Satan would come and would tell me, can you forgive me? what I did to you, I would say, of course I forgive you. Yes. How should we not forgive every man, regardless of what who has done something? Forgiveness and reconciliation are characterizing a true child of God. Whoever cannot forgive has not received forgiveness. And whoever doesn't want to reconcile is not yet reconciled with God. Whoever is reconciled with God is reconciled with one another. Here it is written. Ephesians chapter 2. From verse 14. Ephesians 2. Verse 14. For this cause... He is our peace. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong chapter. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of the two one new man as a peacemaker. This is a word. This is a wonderful word. Happened on the cross of Calvary. A new man. A peacemaker making a new man as a peacemaker by the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. The natural man doesn't come to rest. He is a troublemaker. Argue, strive, everything. The born again, the new man who has found peace with God, who has received forgiveness, and reconciliation with God, 
He's passing on forgiveness, reconciliation. He's passing on peace, everything. He, make, he made in himself of the two one new man as a peacemaker. Can you say amen to it? Is this your wish, your, my wish? That God comes to his right by his grace with all of us. Just one more scripture from Philippians. One more scripture from Philippians chapter 4. And here it is verse 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It's mighty. And we all know, while we are still on this earth, we will have trials. We will go through inner and outer trials. But here it is written, be careful for nothing. Don't worry, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, whatever your request might be today, dear brother, dear sister, tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is your friend in the time of trouble. Tell it to Jesus. And here it is written, in every way, in everything. Here the one or the other might think, oh, my situation is the most difficult. Nobody's in the situation like me. Everybody thinks like this. Whoever goes through a trial, he sees his trouble as the most difficult trouble. His situation as the most uh, troublesome because he feels his own pain. Yes. But today, he wants to really tell us, be careful for nothing. Don't worry, but in everything, in every situation, also this morning, in every situation, by prayer and supplication, connected with thanksgiving, the thanksgiving belongs to the prayer, to the supplication. The thanksgiving is the proof that we have received our request by faith. And this is Mark 11, verse 22-23. Believe that you receive what you asked for. Believe, and it will be given to you. Oh, God means really well with us. And every promise is yea and amen, as it is written. That's how it shall also come to pass. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Then verse 7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, 
shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Keep through Jesus Christ. We will pray together now. We will bring all our requests before the Lord. But first lead a question now. Do we have brothers or sisters who would like to be baptized biblically? Then let me just see your hands. Do we have those who would like to be baptized? One, two, three, four. Yes. Perhaps some others are added still. Baptized are only people who believe, who repented, who left the broad way, who stepped upon the narrow way, who have entered the narrow gate, the straight gate, which leads to life and who have received Jesus Christ consciously as their personal Savior. And as we have read it in the book of Acts, as many as received Him, they were baptized. They believed the preaching and they believed in Jesus Christ and then they were also baptized in the name of the Lord. The same can take place today. That all who would like to be baptized, that it may happen and God will give His blessing to it by grace. Now just in the summary, the Lord is watching over His Word. He is watching over His people. He has given us promises. He spoke to us. He has opened our understanding for the Scripture. We are available for Him. We want to be baptized into one body, by one spirit. We all want that all ministries, all the gifts, that God comes to His right in His church. And because He promised it, therefore He is taking care that there are believers in this time on the earth who are not kept in the traditions but who believe as the scripture has said. And this living faith which has been given to us by the preaching, this faith is the same when it was said to Mary, when Mary said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to thy, wo to thy word. I am thine, Lord. Let it be done unto me according to all of thy word. Fulfill everything in me and bring your work unto completion with your church in our time. 
to him the almighty God be the honor for everything in Jesus holy name Amen Please let us stand up We ask brother Gilbert to pray with us and we ask also brother Arben to translate and if we then pray let our petitions let our requests come before the Lord no matter what the situation is, together with thanksgiving, so that he can answer us. Our Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we say thanks from the bottom of our heart. We thank you for the divine love which you manifested for us on the cross of Calvary and who we were afar off. You made us, you brought us nigh by this sacrifice. Lord, you reminded us that the enmity was abolished. May you grant it, Lord, that among our brothers there is no enmity anymore because Jesus Christ is the perfect example for us. May your love fill our hearts fully so that we can love one another beyond all the borders, just as you loved us, Lord. Take everything from us which cannot stand before you in our midst. Because the sacrifice which was made for us is so great. You redeemed us from death. You have redeemed us from sin. And you want to lay into us the true faith, the true obedience working in us. Help that everything is taken away what leads to the separation among the brothers so that all are looking to the sacrifice of Calvary because there the sacrifice was made as you told us. May we all come into the unity of the faith so that in the church which you yourself purchased so that we all come into the unity of the Spirit and the divine goal which you have set 
You are a sovereign God. You are not changing so that you can bring your work with us to fulfillment. We thank you for this blessed moment and for this meeting. You have purposed and ordained this meeting beforehand. You have sent the famine and the thirst. And so you also prepared for us the food and also the drink for your people. And we have been blessed, Lord. We are blessed. Because you have fed us with your spiritual food so that we can be filled and satisfied so that our condition might be in the way as the condition of the Lord was. That the that the perfect man might be our goal which we will all reach one day. We thank you, our God, because you opened unto us our hearts that we received your word. We thank you for what the Spirit said today unto the church. We thank you that you have given us the ears to hear what you have to tell us. We thank you that you have given us the hearts to believe and to be obedient. And we thank you that we can have part in what you are doing today. Lord our God, we are full of gratefulness, full of thanksgiving for what you are doing in us. Do with us whatever you said. May whatever you said come to fulfillment in each one of us. Lord, you are the God of promises and we believe it. And you are about to fulfill your promises today. We believe that your promises are yea and amen. Blessed and praised be your holy name. We believe that when we leave this place, that we are not the same as we came here. Because your word made us well. We thank you once again, great God. You are the one who is working in our hearts. And we thank you for what you are doing now in our days. May your Holy Spirit fill our hearts as we read it. May your Holy Spirit fall upon all of us as you did it at the beginning. Because after we have heard the word of 
of truth, so also the spirit of truth has to fall. Has to fall. To make this word alive, which you heard. We thank you that you are our God who does not change. You are the same. You, O oh Lord, you will bring to completion whatever you started. You want that the end will be like the beginning was. We commit everything into your mighty hands. We consecrate ourselves to you. May you have your way with all of us so that we abide in obedience until we come from believing unto seeing. We thank you also for the tool which you are using in our days. Give us, give, give it to us, Lord, that we all submit unto the divine order and that we all humble ourselves in your presence. May all the glory be given unto you. We have prayed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us sing all things new, all things new. This is the day. And all the people said, you may be seated for a little while. Perhaps the sisters will have a song which they can sing today for us. I just would like to ask you to pray for me. God willing, it goes now to a very, very long trip to the Far East starting on coming Wednesday, ending on the 22nd of June. This time it goes up to Australia and New Zealand. 
Just there, where every day starts. There, every day starts. And then 24 hours later, the day comes here. And the brothers in Gisborne, they are very proud of it, that the day starts there. We are grateful that the day of salvation has started for us. The day of salvation broke forth for me. Hallelujah. Praise God, as German song goes. May the Lord bless all, from near and far, from east and west, from the highest north, Finland, Sweden, up down to Sicilia, all in Romania, in the Ukraine, Moldavia, Russia, among all the people's tongues and nations, beating Canada, USA, wherever it might be, the Lord knows his own. And may he bless all. You all know that up to now I have still English broadcasts via TV in Sydney, Australia, and in Auckland, New Zealand, regular broadcasts in the English language. And I would like to call everyone together in Australia and New Zealand who are watching and hearing the sermons to have uh, fellowship with them. Then we wish all our brethren, with all our hearts, we wish them God's blessings. Brother Idoni, Brother Hervé, Brother Tati, just all the brothers, Brother Kupfer, Brother Jean-Claude, all the brethren from Brussels, just from all over, all our brethren from the Czech Republic, from Slovakia, from Romania, yes, from Hungary we had one. May the blessing of God rest upon all his people. And I, want, I want to keep it this way with you. Remember the words which we looked at in the coming weeks. Look at them. Lay them before the Lord time and again and say, Dear Lord, build your church in this time. Bridle my tongue. Do with me as you did with Isaiah. Touch my tongue and anoint me with the holy anointing of the Holy Spirit so that we are becoming one heart and one soul in the peace of God coming together to hear his word and to be blessed. The Almighty God who has revealed his plan of who is completing his plan of salvation in our time, to him belongs now the double honor, the double honor, so that he, that he, in this confused time, that he has given us the grace in this time to become silent and to hear his voice, 
May God bless especially brother and sister Kupfer. We all got older. The body had to go through many things. But we are following the Lord, however it might come. And just as we read, be careful of nothing. Don't worry, even in the old age, be careful for nothing, not even in sickness. In every situation, let your requests come before the Lord by prayer and supplication together with thanksgiving. Let it come before God. Sister Kupfer, also to you, we wish you that we bring your physical request before the Lord with thanksgiving that He gives you new strength. And all of us, Sister Lackner, wherever you are, whoever has trouble, as we said last night, Put your hand upon that place which gives you trouble and believe, believe that the Lord has carried our sickness in His body to the cross. And as written, by His stripes we are healed. We were healed. It is true. It has happened. It is finished. All who would like to be baptized, we ask after this song to come to the front. You are now singing us for the glory of the Lord a song. We are really happy of the choir of the music. Just say Amen to it. Also the instrumental music, just a blessing. And once again, a blessing. Thanks be to God for all the talents. Thanks be to the interpreters. Thanks be to God that His Word can reach all nations. Yeah. Du hast auf Golgatha herrlich gesiegt. Amen, Halleluja. Du hast erworben Heil für die ganze Welt und hast aufs Fülligste gezahlt das Lösegeld. Du riefst mit lauter Stimm durchs Todesnacht. Es ist vollbracht, es ist vollbracht. O Gott des Lebens, hier kann mein Glaube ruhen auf diesen Felsen kann ich mich gründen nun, ewig vollkommen ist unseres Gottes heil, nimm es so Sünder an, so wird dir's ganz zuteil, nichts kannst du machen mehr.
Kraft des Sieges, wenn mir der Satan naht, blick ich zum Helden, der ihn zertreten hat. In Jesu Wunden bin ich erlöst und frei, sein lauter Todesruf. Ist nun mein Siegerschrei, nichts soll mich fesseln mehr, des Feindes Macht, es ist vollbracht, es ist vollbracht. Jesu, mein Heiland, dir sag ich, Preis und Dank, o oh, Überwinder, hör meinen Lobgesang. In deine Gnade hüll ich mich tief hinein, in deinem teuren Blut bin ich gerecht und rein. Er sei dem Lamm, das rief, da es geschlacht, es ist vollbracht, es ist vollbracht. Amen. We ask now those who want to be baptized to come to the front so that we can pray with you. And then we ask also the brethren who will, who will baptize who will baptize today? Pardon? Please come. God bless you. Which language are you speaking? Italian. German? Nice. And you too? And the sister? French? German? Then let us stand up, all, all of us. <coughs> we will pray. I just have the question. Did you consciously consecrate your life to the Lord? Did you leave the broad way? Did you enter by faith into the straight gate? Have you received by faith the forgiveness of your sins? And are you ready to follow the Lord all the days of your life? Because it is the covenant of a good conscience with God. The baptism is not only a visible act. By baptism, we are buried with Christ. Romans 6, verse 3. And by the coming out from the water, it is symbolized that we now live together with Christ in a new life. 
May it be given to you by God himself, by grace. He who has led you to this place to hear his word and to believe it, he will be with you and he will bless you. I see our brother Helmut is here. He will then go with you and he will administer the baptism. But I have the wish, I have the wish, dear brothers and sisters, that we once again raise our voices. Not so, brother Trabani. Raising our voices. Thanking God. Just thanking Him with all our hearts for the great privilege which He has given to us by His grace, for the faith, for the obedience, for the revelation, in fact, for all the grace which He has given to us, which the faithful God has given to us until now. Blessed and praised be His wonderful name. Beloved brother, You also want to follow the Lamb, serving the Lord faithfully. You listen to everything. It's also for you. Serve the Lord. Consecrate your life to Him fully. And He will bless you. And He will be with you. Today I would like to ask Brother Zink that he comes to the front to pray with us. And we all are praying with him. Brother Zink, the first fruit from Switzerland in Winterthur, opposite of the station, he has heard the word of God. He received it and he believed it. Just thank together with us. We all pray with Almighty God. We thank you from the bottom of our heart, with all our soul that we have given our lives to you. You received us. Now we are fully yours. And you are leading us. You are guiding us. You are going with us through the deep and through the high. We thank you that we can have such a faith from the scripture, from the truth. By the truth we have been taught. And we have received it. We thank you with all our hearts and with all our souls. We also thank you that we were healed by your stripes and that our sins are forgiven. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved Lord, you ever faithful God, we pray for all who are going to be baptized. Be with them in a special way. Be with all of us who we are, who we were gathered here, who we were joined with all worldwide who have heard your word. It will not return void. It will accomplish for what you have sent it for. To you be the adoration, the praise, and the honor from all of us. In Jesus' holy name, bless the baptism and be with us all. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah.
Amen. Praise on and glory. It's still on my heart now that we lay before the Lord that He calls together His people that He once again may shake heaven and earth and by the Holy Spirit that He baptizes into one body baptizes into one body made happen shortly so that the Lord can complete His work. Great God, we lay before you everything what we looked at from your word and we would like that all who are your possession, all whom you have purchased by the blood of the Lamb, they don't belong to any brother. They belong to you. They are your possession. And we ask you, call out, open all the prison doors, make an end to all Babylonian captivity, and lead together, lead together what belongs together. May you lead it together under the leading of the Holy Spirit to you, the Almighty God. We say thanks and once again thanks also for this weekend. Bless all worldwide. And today I ask you, especially for all in Canada, may all in all of the ten provinces from Newfoundland up to British Columbia, may all be blessed. Via Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, up to Vancouver and Cloverdale. Dear Lord, we ask also, we pray for the USA. We pray for a changing point which you will bring around. Have your own way and bless us all from the riches of your grace. In Jesus' holy name, bless also the trip which is before me. Bless in Singapore, where different nationalities are coming together. Bless in Australia, New Zealand. Bless all our brothers who carry your word. Bless our brother from King Shasa. Bless all our brothers, all sisters. Lift up thy countenance over us. 
and be merciful to us. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.